Welcome. Hour number three of the Bill Michaels Show. Continuing on. Glad to have you. This portion of the program brought to you by, uh, by, by our good friends over there at TheNiceAsh.com. TheNiceAsh.com, downtown Waukesha. Whether it's for a good cigar or really, really, really good whiskeys, whiskeys and bourbons and scotches and such, stop into TheNiceAsh.com, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha, Wisconsin. Tell them we said hi. I'll talk a little Badger football. We'll get back into some golf talk coming up here a little bit later on, but talking some Badger football. And uh, obviously the uh, the uh, untimely and, and, and really sorrowful passing of the former uh, running backs coach, Gary Brown, as well. Ben Wurgel joining us on the line. Ben, how are you doing today, man? I'm well. How are you, sir? We're doing extremely well. So let's start off first and foremost about the early practices uh, of the football team. So what have we discovered through this period of time? I think you're seeing the offense start to play catch up a little bit. And this is typical in camps that the defense tends to be a little bit ahead of the offense. I thought the offense had a good practice on Saturday. Um, there, there's production. You can see growth with this offense. You know, certainly Graham Mertz is going to be the, the focal point of this offense. He's going to be the name to know along with Braylon Allen. But, you know, the wide receivers and the tight ends that he's developing with, I think you're starting to see um, some growth with, Mertz to you know Chimray DK. I think you're starting to see players beyond Braylon Allen, like Julius Davis and uh, freshman Jackson Acker, have some success. Whether it be uh, running between the tackles or in red zone drills, um, you know Wisconsin's done a little bit of nine on nine drills, and I thought you saw some development with Mertz and um, yeah, Kante Lewis. I think Chase Wolf has gotten some good work in with Jalen Franklin, a tight end. Wide receivers Dean Ingram and Marcus Allen, two players that I think a lot of people are having high expectations for to step in. Now that there is some wiggle room in front of them, some playing time availability in front of them. And uh, with the offensive line, too, you know, Jack Nelson uh, has been hurt. Um, and so Wisconsin's been able to do a little bit, uh, a couple of different combinations. Um, we've seen, you know, Riley Malman, a very highly touted uh, redshirt freshman from Minnesota, play left tackle with the ones. Tyler Beach at left guard. Uh, Tanner Borlini, who's gotten some work in at center over the last couple of years. Uh, Michael Fertney, um, who has kind of been behind a log jam the last several years. He's been right guard. And Logan Brown, the very highly touted, uh, touted um, prospect out of Michigan, five-star, who turned down so many of the Blue Blood programs across the country. He's kind of been... Um, stymied a little bit um, because of the players in front of him and his own injuries. He hasn't been consistent enough. He's been getting a lot of work at right tackle. So there's a lot of really talented young players on an offensive line, and I think there's some good growth with that group, especially on the second team. You know, Trey Wittig from Kel Moraine, Nolan Rushi, you know, five-star kid, J.P. Benchwall from Grafton. You know, his two older brothers played tight, uh, on on the offensive line tight end at Wisconsin. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of depth there. And if you can protect and open up running lanes for Braylon Allen and take some pressure off Mertz, this offense, you know, they, they could surprise some people this year just with all the, all the focus has been on, on the defensive side of the ball for at Wisconsin for, it seems like you know, the last 10, 20 years or so. With all the Caleb Williams talk, how do you think Mertz handled that situation? I think he brushed it off. To be honest with you, um, I don't think there was a lot of mutual interest between Caleb Williams and Wisconsin. Now, had there maybe been, you know, it gone a little bit deeper than that, and that Caleb Williams was really close to Wisconsin and, you know, kind of right there on the cusp 
uh, picking them. Maybe it's different, but I think, you know, there was a little bit of interest from Wisconsin. I don't know really how much there was from Caleb Williams to that degree, and we may never really know. Um, I think Mertz knows that he, he needs to improve, and I think that's been his focus, not on any of the outside noise around him. Um, certainly he's fully acknowledged that last year was not a success for him overall. Um, there were some moments of success where you went and go, okay, you, know, you can see the growth here. I think the game against Northwestern particularly stands out. Uh, last season at Camp Randall where he played you know, maybe his best game of the season, but then after that he started dipping off once again. So he needs that consistency level, and he knows now that he needs to be looked at as a leader. This will be his third year as a starter. He doesn't have a lot of senior weapons and senior leaders around him, and so a lot of eyes will be focused on him. And that's where you need to see the growth, and you need to see that consistency. Now, I thought it, might have, I thought it would have been a good idea for Wisconsin to pursue uh, an older quarterback, bring someone in who can maybe push Mertz a little bit, more so than what Chase Wolf can't. Um, or what a younger player in the program is not able to do because they're not looked at as someone that can really be a threat for the starting job. I thought Mertz could have benefited from that. Wisconsin chose not to go that way. They addressed um, needs in other places with transfer portal, especially at cornerback, which is you know entirely remade. Uh, it, it's going to be important for Mertz to take command of this offense because there's no Danny Davis, Kendrick Pryor, Jake Ferguson for him to throw to. Changing the offensive play caller, how much do you think that helps Graham Mertz? I think it's a different voice for him in in, in the meeting room, and I think that can certainly help. Uh, a number of guys have talked about this to me over the years, that a new position coach coming in can hit the reset button to a degree. And there's very little preconceived notions. I mean, those new coaches coming in can watch on tape and see different things that maybe – you know, the previous coach didn't or, or couldn't or a new suggestion or something like that. And I think that helps Mertz, you know, maybe see a different side of things offensively, even though him and, and Paul Chris have been pretty much tied at the hip for the last couple of years. And you're bringing in a coordinator in Dean Ingram who has spent, you know, the last handful of years at the NFL with playing in an offense with a pretty good quarterback in Lamar Jackson in a program, a franchise in the Ravens that had success over the last several years and the development of, you know, tight ends like, like, like Andrews and Mark Andrews. And so I I think bringing him in and a different scheme, not necessarily, but maybe some different play calls, some different things they can do to take advantage of Mertz's ability. um, I certainly think you can see that grow. Now there are only nine practices in on the field. And so there's a lot of time to continue that growth between, you know, the final couple of weeks here and then summer and certainly fall camp. But I think a new voice and an experienced voice with a lot of history um, and a lot of success at different levels, plus some ties to Paul, so you know that a lot of it is going to be the same, can only help Graham in his development. At least you would hope so, that you can see Mertz you know, take all these things that are in his corner and, and run with it this season. Uh, give us the, uh, by the way, we're talking with Ben Wargle, Badger Nation, the Badger Nation uh, on Twitter at Rivals.com. You can find him there uh, at the Badger Nation, and he writes with Rivals.com. So give me your thoughts on what Jim Leonard's going to have to work with this upcoming season and how dominant this defense can possibly be. Well, they had so much depth, and I think we talked about this last time. There's so much depth last year, and there was so much talent on that defense that, that you're losing that you knew there was going to be, um, maybe a step back to a degree. And there's, there's been some injuries here 
uh, that Wisconsin's had to deal with. I thought um, one player, you know, Travion Blaylock, had a chance to really kind of separate himself um, this spring, and then he got hurt, and he's been, you know, he's out for the rest of spring. But you're going to have a defensive line that's going to look a little bit different, um, but certainly a group that's going to be, I think, really good. You know, Keanu Benton um, decided to come back this year at the nose tackle. He will be playing in the NFL sooner rather than later. And then at the end, you have Isaiah Mullins and Rodas Johnson, two really talented, flexible, versatile ends that can rush the passer and also create lanes for the linebackers. Linebackers will be interesting. I mean, you really have – you don't have Noah Burks, you have Jack Sanborn, and you don't have Leo Chanel, um, three players that will probably get drafted here at the end of the month. Uh, Nick Herbig hasn't worked a lot. So you're rotating in a lot of new guys, but a lot of guys have talent, and we've seen – you know, unheralded, quote-unquote, uh, linebackers really thrive in that 3-4 scheme. And then that secondary, um, like I mentioned, it's, it's pretty much brand new. You lose Van Hicks and Caesar Williams and a number of other players who decide to transfer out, and you kind of replace it with the transfer portal. And you bring in a, a number of players who have seen opportunities elsewhere that have experience and are coming in maybe with something to prove. That's what I think you benefit from from the transfer portal. You have guys that weren't happy in their current situation. They're looking for a reset, and then a new place they really thrive. I mean, look just at the Wisconsin basketball team. Look at what Chris Moat was able to do this year for that team. Wisconsin has won the Big Ten title without Chris Moat and the transfer portal coming over. So I think you're going to see a different type of defense in the terms of the personnel, but the same philosophies. And, you know, Jim Laird – has done a lot with with less. And I think, not to say that this group is bad by any stretch, but it's going to look different, but there's talent there, and Jim Laird knows how to maximize that talent. Talking about your football, Ben Wargle, the Badger Nation, the Badger Nation over on Twitter, writes for Rivals.com, uh, joining us on the hotline. How do you like, I get this all the, all the time, people come up and say, how do you really like the transfer portal? And I've always said, look, it's an opportunity for a guy that maybe gets into a system and realizes, one, he's in over his head. Two, he's got uh, personality conflicts. Maybe he misses home and wants to go home. So it gives guys an out. But also, as far as my team goes, it also gives us an opportunity to go out and find a guy that we may need that then begins to fill the bill and make us better. I don't have a problem with the transfer portal. Do you like it? I do, too, and I like the fact the NCAA gave a one-time waiver to kids, too, to, to they can transfer wherever they want and not have to sit out a year. I thought that was always so penal for kids who want to transfer because of what you said for a number of different reasons. They wanted to leave the program and go somewhere else, but they were forced to sit out a year and lose a year of eligibility, especially in the argument you made all the time that coaches who are making millions of dollars can leave at a moment's notice and go to another program and not have to, you know, face any punishment other than maybe some financial uh, payments they have to give to the, the previous program. You know, they can up and leave a team prior to uh, a bowl game or national signing day. I mean, if I'm a mm-hmm. prospect and I sign with a program and then up, up a couple of weeks later, that coach leaves, I'm stuck. And if I want to leave, you know, the school has to release me and then I have to lose a year of eligibility. So this helps. And, you know, especially I've talked to Greg Gard about this um, a week ago about the transfer portal. And he says it helps, especially in basketball, when you have such a small roster, you know, 13 scholarship players, that if you have a player in your recruiting who is homesick and wants to leave, like Matthew Morris uh, from South Dakota, he was homesick, didn't feel comfortable at Wisconsin. Um, he, you know, it was hard for him to be there. So he left, he, you know, he's South Dakota State. Look at Lauren Bowman. 
Bowman has a number of things going on back home. He decides he needs to be closer to home. He transfers. He's playing at Oakland. When you have players who leave, you can go out and you can fit, you can fill your roster with players who can maybe help you when something goes awry in recruiting. When you miss on a player, when a, an injury, whatever, graduation, it's like free agency. You have recruiting which is kind of like your draft, and now you have the transfer portal, which is free agency to help you find players to fill out your roster to make your team better. So I don't necessarily have a problem with it. You know, certainly there's going to be pros and cons with it. Um, you know, mid-majors in basketball are kind of looked like as the feeder system to Power 5 schools. The same can be said uh, in college football with, like, the MAC and different schools. You, know, you play three or four years there. Um, you know, that's just relying on that player entering the senior year, and then they decide they want to transfer and play at a higher level. That's fine, in my opinion. Um, you're, it's College football is a business, and you're your own business, too. You want to put yourself in the best position to play at the next level, and if you feel you can go somewhere else to achieve that, you should be able to. You should have that right to do so. So I really don't have a problem with the transfer portal. I think it, it empowers the student athletes to give them the ability to kind of control their timeline and where they want to go instead of maybe the NCAA trying to dictate – um, and make them, you know, face a punishment for having a change of heart. And last but certainly not least, the passing uh, away of Gary Brown. He was a running back's coach. He was then moved into a, an analyst assistant type of role, and uh, then he had gone back home to Pennsylvania where he, uh, he had passed away. Uh, give us uh, your thoughts on him and on the effect of the program. I know Paul Chris said that uh, he was really saddened by, uh, you know, Coach Brown's passing, but give me your thoughts on, on Gary Brown. I mean, it's just so incredibly sad. Uh, and just if you if you're on social media, anyone that's on social media, and you kind of follow a number of Wisconsin players, you'll see just the outpouring of you know just the gratitude that so many guys have had, and not just for Gary Brown, not just Wisconsin players. Look at you know Dallas Cowboy players. Look at the n- a number of NFL players who have come out and just said how Gary Brown helped change their their outlook, improve them as a player. Um, improve their lives. Um, and he was just, he loved coaching football. Um, the Wisconsin football Twitter account tweeted, or Colin Wilder, I should say, former Wisconsin safety, he tweeted out a video just like 40 seconds long of Gary Brown coaching the running backs at last fall camp. And just the, the genuine joy that he had teaching young people how to play running back and how to do it well and trying to improve their you know, ability to play at a high level. And that's who he was. And, you know, he, he had gone through cancer twice before. You know, I think uh, when he was with Cleveland, he had, um, I think, pancreatic cancer, I want to say, colon and liver it was, mm-hmm. uh, when he was there. You know, then he had uh, a malignant tour near his pancreas um, in 2019. He didn't coach in 2020. He was healthy enough to return. And Wisconsin had him for one year, and he developed Braylon Allen to a phenomenal player. And then his health started to deteriorate um, in and after the last game, he wasn't able to coach the bowl game. And then he's, you know, he went back to Pennsylvania in hospice care where he passed at the age of 52. He has a wife, he has two daughters and a son, um, such a wonderful person, but you just feel so bad for, for the family and, you know, thoughts and prayers with them. And, you know, it's, it, it's a cancer sucks, man. I don't know what else you can say. It just, it really sucks. And it took away a really good person here uh, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Ben, great stuff as always. I appreciate it. We'll touch base again down the road, okay? All right. Sounds good. Thanks. 
Appreciate it, pal. There you go. Ben Wargle. You can read his stuff on Twitter at the Badger Nation, at the Badger Nation over on Rivals.com. And yeah, a very, very sad day. And uh, when you find out that uh, Gary Brown had passed away and such a, a, a good impact, uh, good impact guy. And you talk about the outpouring of support. He's absolutely right. It wasn't just people in the Wisconsin family. It was, you know, professional players, collegiate coaches, collegiate players, uh, a big outpouring of support and sadness as uh, his passing was announced. So, uh, you know, our condolences to, you know, the family didn't know him personally, but when something like this happens, obviously it makes you pause and take a closer look and you really do find out a little bit. Unfortunately, after they pass, you find out even more about the person. And sometimes it, you, you don't know the impact a person has or the character a person has or how well liked a person is until something like this happens. And then you find out a little bit too late. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please do so. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show brought to you in part by our friends at New Mail Medical. And don't forget, if you are, uh, you know, kind of feeling a little run down, a little fatigued, and uh, you can't understand why at, uh, you know, 1130 in the morning you're ready to go back to bed, maybe if you're over the age of 30, it's low T, low testosterone. And they can help you out with that. Uh, maybe ED's got you down. Pardon the pun. <laughs> 98% success rate there. That's all but curing you of the issue. I'm telling you. Uh, all I got to do is call 414-455-4451. Do not forget, though, that uh, they also can help you out with the weight loss program. Again, 414-455-4451, 414-455-4451. And uh, give me a shout. Any of the uh, one phone number for any of the locations, 414-455-4451. That's the New Mel Medical Center, and they really do help. They really can help you out, but you can't do anything if you don't call. I mean, that's the big thing. So you got to give them a buzz. But, again, 414-455-4451. Give them a shout. So I don't know if you happen to catch this over the weekend. Um, Mark Murphy, um, he ended up saying a few things about Rodgers, uh, but more so was a little more insightful when it came to Jordan Love as well. And... It seemed as if he was giving Jordan Love the, we haven't seen enough, we believe he's a good player, he's he's the future type of speech. Um, but he also knows that uh, their future and their, their, their immediate success rests on the shoulder of one Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But Mark Murphy in a, in a, in a podcast... Uh, very candid, open. Now, he was, you could tell at times, kind of choosing his words, but um, pretty open. And, it, you know, we know Rodgers is coming back, and Jordan Love, for the time being, is still the team's backup. And despite this being Love's third season, remember, he's only started just one game, and he's thrown a, a total of 62 passes in the regular season. But uh, Mark Murphy said the team still believes in him. Now, what's at this point in time, 
you know, and, and this, you know, for people that heard this, they immediately brought it up and go, oh, my God, see, you know, they still want Jordan Love. They, no, I, whoa, 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 let me say this. Yeah, they want Jordan Love to work out. You don't want to take a first-round draft choice you traded up to get to be a bust. Of course they want Jordan Love to work out. There's no doubt about that. Of course. However, you also know that you're not going to come out and go, you know what? Jordan Love's a bust. He just doesn't have it. He doesn't kind of suit what we need. You, you, no, 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 no. No. That's that's not what we uh that, that's not what they're going to do and then put it out there for everybody else to read. And if they are thinking any kind of trade value, they're going to devalue their own guy? No, no. They're not going to do that. Of course not. So you can look at what Mark Murphy said. You can hear it in his voice. You know, yeah, okay, you know, he's he's he hasn't he hasn't shown us enough. That's a great out. He hasn't shown us enough. We'll wait and see. That type of thing. But to have a distinct yay or nay in his ability, they're not going to come out and give you one way or the other, only for the fact, I mean, they're going to pump up their guy, but only for the fact that if you do want to trade him, you're not going to come out and say, yeah, we saw this guy behind closed doors and he just doesn't have it. You don't, it's sometimes, and I say this all the time to, to between you and I, the things that aren't said or the things that are done that aren't talked about, those are the things that speak the loudest, right? Jordan Love did not end up being traded for, now granted, they picked up Russell Wilson, but you didn't see Nathaniel Hackett turning around going, oh, we got to have this guy. You didn't see Luke Getze. You didn't see anybody else in the National Football League who's bereft of a quarterback coming to Green Bay going, oh, we got to have this guy. You know why? Because they saw what we saw. They saw a guy that the week prior to the Kansas City game got all the reps. Okay? Didn't have a great game. So now he gets all the reps after that as a starter in practice because Aaron Rodgers is not practicing because of the the COVID toe. Okay? Gotcha? And still didn't look any better against a bad team in Detroit. Right? So all of that yeah, you didn't see enough. Yeah, you don't understand that, you know, Jordan Love may or may not be the real deal. We don't know. But I think it leans more likely that he's not than he is. But what are the Packers going to say? They're going to come out and just negate the guy that they they traded up to get? Because if you can get anything form of value, you'd probably take it. Unless, of course, you really do believe he has got a... a serious aptitude to play quarterback in the National Football League in the next couple of years. In the meantime, hold the clipboard for one of the best to ever play the position. There's nothing wrong with garnering more information. There's nothing nothing wrong with getting more. You know? There's nothing wrong with that. 877-867-1670, Again, 877-867-1670. Hang in there. We'll get back into this a little bit when we come back. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show. We continue on on this Monday, sunshine on and off, and uh, waiting for the clouds and the rains and the storms to all move back in. But if you are going to be doing anything, say Easter, or maybe you want to get a getaway going, uh, our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort, right now, all-inclusive package for two, 600 bucks a couple. That includes, by the way, it's not just an overnight. Nay, nay. It's not just an overnight. It includes two nights, two nights stay, breakfast, lunch, dinner, rail drinks, domestic beer, house wines, all during the bar hours, lodging, all of that available this month only. This month only, so call them right now. Again, this month only. Get a hold of our girl Barb, 715-324-5800. 715-324-5800. $600, two nights, everything. How about that? And if you don't believe me, get a hold of our girl Barb, B-A-R-B, Barb at the Four Seasons, W-I.com. That is Barb, B-A-R-B at the Four Seasons, W-I.com. But that's the Four Seasons Island Resort right now. All-inclusive package for two. Maybe it's a romantic getaway, get away from the kids, whatever it happens to be. There you go. Good stuff. Our friends at Four Seasons Island Resort. They still have the wine tour coming up, too. You can also get a hold of Barb regarding that. That's uh, coming up on, God, what is it? Uh, the end of April? It's like the 23rd and 24th, I think. The 23rd year. So you're about a week away from that. Week and a half. 23rd, 24th of April. They've got a wine tour going on, too. Four wineries. You get a chance to go tour four different wineries. And if you want to part of that again, Barb, B-A-R-B at the Four Seasons, W-I.com. Barb at the Four Seasons, W-I.com. So going back to what Mark Murphy had to say, the uh, president of the Green Bay Packers, talking about Aaron Rodgers, the contract, Jordan Love. This is what he had to say regarding all of that. You know, I think each position is obviously a little different. Uh, quarterback is a position that it's not easy to step in right away and play at a high level. And there's been a lot of examples of players that have played too soon and lose confidence and develop very bad habits. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Baker Mayfield, uh, number one pick in the overall draft. And yeah. I don't, I don't know. Is he on a team? Now? I mean, he's still <laughs> hanging on to the Browns. But, yeah. I mean, to, get, cause to that point, I mean, you look at Aaron Rodgers and that you look at his first preseason – he looks like a completely different player, right? And I think, you know, he's mentioned this too, sitting under Favre gave him that sure. experience and, and everything. Is there a pressure at all, you know, when you, because it's the narrative, drafted a quarterback, you trade, traded that fourth round pick to go up and get him and, and all that. Is there like any pressure to be like, okay, like we need to see a return on investment or are the Packers being patient with it and saying, hey, yeah, you know what? Yeah, no, I think, yeah, you have to be patient. Yeah, and especially you know his first year, it was really no preseason. No preseason. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think this preseason is going to be very important for him. And uh, yeah, no, it's I you know it's, we we think he can be a good player, but you know we haven't really seen enough. And, sure. Uh, yeah, so I think this preseason will be good for him. And uh, yeah, he's he's a talented player, and um, I know that's that's uh, you know. The decision to draft him has been questioned by a number of people, but um, it's such an important position in our league that, um, you know, investing in yes. future assets at the quarterback position is, well, I mean, look how they said the same thing when we drafted Aaron. Correct. Why are you taking Oh, don't I know. 
There you go. That's uh, a little bit of the podcast with Tom Grossi and having the guest of Mark Murphy uh, on the program. And, you know, it's, again, Jordan Love's not Aaron Rodgers. You can look at it. You, I, I, I could be 100% wrong. And if I am, I will eat my words gladly. But I said it when they drafted him. I've said it today. I, I think Jordan Love is at best just another quarterback under center in the National Football League. At best. Maybe sitting behind Aaron Rodgers gets him some additional knowledge, which uh, playing most of the quarterback position is more so between the ears. But it is the ability to connect what it is you're seeing to your ability to react in that minute split, you know, one thousandth of a second to be able to read, react, and deploy what it is you're going to do. There's an art to that. There's very few quarterbacks that can do that, that have done it to a Hall of Fame level consistently. Uh, we've seen quarterbacks play tough. Far played tough. Far was a gunslinger. Let him wing it, you know. Played within the system that Holmgren gave him, accentuated it, got better. He was tough. He was a hard-nosed guy to bring down. Guys played for him. Okay, he was tough, okay? Bradshaw, you take a guy like Terry Bradshaw, you go back to the Steel Curtain days. He had an incredible team, a great offensive line. He had unbelievable running backs. Um, everybody from Rocky Blyer to Franco Harris behind him. He had me and Joe Green and company in the steel curtain on the opposite side. I mean, he was the benefactor of a great team. You know, there's Troy Aikman, who had unbelievable weapons around him, played with a tremendous defense. Same thing. He was the benefactor of a great team. Good quarterback, really good quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback, but had this, this innate ability to do what needed to be done at the right moment and the right time to have those around him excel. Joe Montana was a, a leader in every sense of the word and had the magic. He had that, that innate ability to be able to throw the football unlike any other, you know? Go all the way back to Johnny Unitas. And then there's Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and some of the current list of quarterbacks. You look at a guy like Drew Brees who, for his stature, was able to wing it, you know? There's some quarterbacks that excel, and others are just quarterbacks. I think that's what Jordan Love is. I think that's what he is. I think that's what he's going to be. So you're not going to come out and say, you know what, boy, we're not going to cut. We're, we're going to cut bait with this guy. We drafted. We traded up to draft. No, you're going to keep his confidence. You're going to keep his level of of interest. You're going to, you know. Give him a little bit of praise, but you're not going to go out of your way, especially knowing what's sitting there right now under center as your starter. You're not going to get back into that, you know? You're not going to go back down that road again and, and, and make the bear mad because you've already seen what happens there. So it, it is what it is when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, and the discussion. Nothing new, nothing to see here other than the fact that they're going to continually say, that he, we don't know. I, I think the biggest thing Mark Murphy had to say regarding that entire conversation was, we haven't seen enough. We haven't seen it. But again, it's what's not said. It's what's not. Because when you saw Aaron Rodgers, everybody said, boy, that guy's got a ton of talent. Got a ton of talent. You know, it wasn't just going, you know, he's got a big arm. 
He's got a he's got athletic ability. It wasn't just that. It was this guy's smart, man. This guy's really smart. He gets it. You knew it. It just takes a it takes a season for the head and the body and everything to get up to NFL s- speed, so to speak. But he gets it. And he's he's been lighting them up in practice. He runs the scout team. And, I mean, you got a guy like Charles Woodson going, this guy's really good. This guy's really good. He gives us anything and everything and all what fours when we're playing against this cat against scout team. This is unbelievable. That's what was being said out of Charles Woodson about guys like Aaron Rodgers. That's what defenders were saying about Aaron Rodgers. That this guy's just really good. He's got it. You saw it in practice. You don't hear that. You don't hear that a lot about Jordan Love. You don't hear him go, wow. You know, you don't you don't get a lot of that. You know, and then the other aspect of that is something we all knew and, and what everybody seems to be making the biggest deal about is that we're year to year with Aaron Rodgers. And everybody knows that. I think, me personally, I think it's a two-year window. It's a two-year window. It's this coming season and the following. It's a two-year window. That's uh, that's my guess. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it all fell apart after this upcoming season, but I would be a little surprised by that contract and the amount of money that would then be owed and how things would pan out. So I think that this year and next year are the two years for Aaron Rodgers and for that winning opportunity for this team. That's just just that's just my sense. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Feel free. Uh, go ahead and give us a shout. Hey, a uh, great company in uh, the state of Wisconsin called Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L. Go to Pindell.com. Whether you're looking for machine parts for your company or whether you're looking to work for a tremendous company that will educate you, put you through the process, pay you extremely well, give you great benefits, and make you part of their team, that is our friends at Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L.com. That is Pindell.com. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Looking at this point in time, as I do every day, outside of the uh, Pella windows and doors, window uh, outside, window to the world, so to speak. And uh, every day I get a chance to sit here and look at it. You can, too, not necessarily my window, but your window. If you are thinking at any point in time of an upgrade, something bigger and better, uh, more beautiful for your home, now's the time to do it. Our friends at Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin, they have got six, six Six different lines to choose from. They've got two terrific, budget-friendly vinyl windows. They've got the Impervia, which is even stronger than fiberglass. Three different lines of luxurious wood, from contemporary to traditional. They've got it all. And right now, when you buy three Pella windows, you save 500 bucks when you add a patio door. 
You buy six, you save a thousand just add a patio door. You buy a dozen, you save a couple of thousand. You kind of get the math, right? You know, all you got to do is add a patio door. And better yet, like I said, you can take those six different lines and you can put together roll screens, slider windows, hardware, interior, exterior, trim, all the different types of stuff that Pella offers just to match your tastes, your budget, and your home. And uh, when you add that patio door, you get uh, more and more and more money off, but only through the end of the month. Right now, you can set up your free, yes, your free consultation with our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. Again, that is PellaWI.com. Again, PellaWI.com. And uh, then you, too, can see what I've been talking about for such a long period of time. Pella is such a, a, a good company, classy company. And uh, they get the job done, and they do it right. Check out PellaWI.com or call 855-PELLA-WI. That is 855-PELLA-WI. Give them a shout. Uh, so going back, by the way, uh, the lineup out for today's game as the Brewers getting set to take on the Baltimore Orioles uh, after 2 o'clock today. Uh, McCutcheon in left, Adamas at short, Yelich the DH today. So McCutcheon goes to left. Renfro in right, Keston Hira over at first base. Center fielder is Tyrone Taylor, second baseman Colton Wong, Brousseau over at third, Caratini behind the plate, and Hauser goes to the hill today. McCutcheon, Adamas, Yelich, Renfro, Hira, Taylor, Wong, Brousseau, Caratini, and on the bump is Adrian Hauser making his 2022 season debut. So there you go. That's coming up later on today as the Brewers are in Baltimore, Camden Yards, to take on the Orioles in a game that gets started after 2 p.m. Central Time. There you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, if you want to find us. Um, let's go to uh, Mike, listening to us in Rockford. Mike, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. Nice to see the sun's out and the weather's good. Baseball's here. Uh, but I want to talk a little football. I want to talk about the upcoming sure. draft Packers. Uh, Bill, what, what's your opinion? I mean, the Packers aren't known other than that Jordan Love trade a few years ago where they're going to trade up. Um, but, you know, they, every, I'm watching ESPN. I'm watching all these, you know, NFL channel, watching all this stuff, these analysis, talking about the top receivers. And I don't have all their names in front of me. I know a couple of them. But these there's supposedly four wide receivers that are really, really top-notch, and the way they explain it is the next tier down, uh, there's quite a few that can fall into the second round, and, you know, they're kind of in that second class. But, you know, the Packers getting rid of uh, two, uh, you know, there's two, obviously, Devontae Adams and um, uh, Scanlon are gone, and I think those are the two top receivers the Packers had, in my opinion, and I just, you know, to replace that, uh, it's going to take a lot, and I and I'm just asking: Do you think it's more of getting bodies out there because the Packers have a lot of picks? Um, but if they were to want to trade up to get one of these four, which they're projected to pretty much be gone by like the 18th, 19th round, mm-hmm. probably not not round. I mean the the, the picks on the first round, probably they're going to be gone. Bill, in your opinion, do you think the Packers? I know the brass knows what they're going to do and judging the talent of these guys. And Rodgers makes everybody around them, but they need somebody that can start and be effective. Because like you just said a few minutes ago, the window's closing, and Rodgers might have two more years here. And if something doesn't happen, he's going to be gone. And I think it's more important not to get a guy, let's say, and they get a guy in the late first round, but he's kind of a little needs and round routes a little better, needs to learn stuff. What's your opinion? Should they trade up? Do you like any of these four that will probably be gone before the Packers get to them? 
That's a great question. Okay, appreciate the phone call. Thanks for listening to us down in Rockford. Um, okay, let, let's go, let's go with say your top four, which is we know is going to be uh, Jameson Williams out of Alabama, who's coming off of the ACL. Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, both of those guys out of Ohio State. There's Drake London out of USC. Those those are your like top four. Then you've got George Pickens out of Georgia. Uh, the other guy, Sky Moore, is another guy that they're high on, or many people are high on, out of Western Michigan. Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Um, uh, then there's uh, God, the uh, the kid out of North Dakota State. Uh, Christian Watson is another one. Uh, you got maybe ten. You got maybe ten. Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama, uh, smaller school. Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati. You know, maybe eight, seven, eight players. Okay. Am I gonna tra- am I gonna trade up to get one? Um, I think it's really gonna depend on what happens leading up to the draft. I have said all along I thought the Packers were gonna trade for a veteran somewhere, either sign a veteran or trade for a veteran somewhere at some point prior to the draft. Uh, if you're if you're signing one, that means he's still in the open market and he's not anywhere. Um, near Devontae Adams' caliber, even you know, it, it just it, DK Metcalf is the guy everybody points to and says, "Can they get him?" If they're going to make a trade, then they're going to do that just before the draft because you want to get one guy in your stable. Every player, whether it's a former player or a current player, talks about the need for a veteran, and I don't think you can rely upon the veteran that is Randall Cobb, even though he's a veteran. So. I think they're going to make a deal and then sit there at 28, 29, 26, 27. If something falls to them in the 20s and they need to make a move, they will. But I think you're probably going to sit there then. And maybe, depending on what you have to trade away to get, uh, you know, a guy like DK Metcalf, and if indeed that's the direction you go, maybe you can move up a little bit or maybe you just kind of stand pat and wait for the draft to come to you and get one of those second-tier guys. But I think you absolutely positively have to have a first-tier guy. If they don't make a deal by the time the draft rolls around, then whomever it is, whether it's Wilson, Alave, Jameis Williams, um, Drake London, George Pickens out of Georgia, any one of those names that are up there on the board that you think, that not that you, quote, fall in love with, but that's the guy you want. That's the guy that you believe has the absolute must, uh, the, the most upside on your board, that you have the highest value on. That's where you start, and then you work your way back. I, you got to have one. You can't let the draft come to you and not get a veteran. You, you just, I, I don't think you can do that. As much as we think Aaron Rodgers is going to be the great big band aid and mask all, any and all flaws that the Green Bay Packers may or may not have. I, I, you have to get a guy. You got to get the man. And I, I, I just, I can't imagine the Packers going into the draft and not having that guy. I, I just, I can't fathom it. So I, I would expect Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jameis Williams, uh, George Pickens, Drake London, uh, Traylon Burks. Or a guy like uh, Christian Watson, one of those guys. One of those guys are going to be on the Green Bay Packers roster. You got to get a weapon. You got to get a legit weapon. That's my thought. Stay tuned. We got another hour yet to go. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.
The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.